it's like the shared history just becomes a fabric that yeah. connects people and in a way that, yeah, I'd never experienced living on the Western side of the United States. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, we are back again this week, finishing out my episode with my friend from high school, Brooke Rasmussen. If you didn't catch the beginning of this episode, then you're probably going to want to head back to last week's episode and get caught up. But basically, Brooke and I were friends in high school, and then she spent 10 years traveling around the world with her husband as he was a diplomat for the government. So they spent two years in a little city in Africa. They were in Warsaw, Poland for two years. They were stationed in Washington, D.C. for two years, and then they finished out two years in Jerusalem. Holy moly, right? And to top it all off, you guys, they have seven kids. So they have definitely had a lot of amazing experiences, and I had so much fun talking with Brooke and really getting caught up myself on everything that she has gone through in the past decade. I do want to take a little moment to mention some other things that we have going on, especially this week. As many of you are aware from following last week's episode and following online. I am actually in court this week. It has been two years since I fled my abusive marriage from a narcissistic abuser and we are finally actually going to trial. So by the time you hear this episode, we will most likely have been in court for a few days and we are trying to get everything hashed out and wrapped up at long last. Um, it is definitely a very, very stressful time and I greatly appreciate and covet your prayers. I'm truly fighting for my children and I just really would appreciate if any of you would think about and pray for our situation and that truth would be heard, it would just mean so much to me and my kids. I know a lot of you have been following and know a lot of what's going on. I also want to mention that the people in the Patreon group are really the ones right now who are getting the most inside glimpse of what this has all looked like and what it's all about and more of the intimate details. So if you want to be a part of that group to be able to really know what's going on, you can go over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. Um, but I've also made a few little updates on Instagram. You can find me there at Mackenzie Coppa, but mostly I just really, really appreciate all of you who have hung in there with me through this entire process and who will continue supporting me as it's finally over and we're moving into what our life is more going to look like going forward. It's a huge adjustment time for both me and my kids, and I'm kind of trying to brace myself for it. But I couldn't have done it without all of you. You guys have made my survival and my kids' survival up to this point possible. 
I really can't even tell you enough just from the support to the financial assistance that so many of you have given and continue to give, the prayers, the little words of encouragement, everything. It has not gone unnoticed and I'm so grateful. I wish I could sit down with each and every one of you and give you a hug and tell you just how much it means to me. But for now, (laughs) we're going to have to settle for this. So thank you so much. But if you do want to be more on that Inside Circle, we would love to have you in the Patreon community. It's not just all about me and my problems, I promise. It's actually a really lovely group of women who have grown to support each other and get to know each other. And don't feel left out like you're coming in too late. There's new women coming in all the time. And it has just been so wonderful to see how people have been able to say things and receive support. I think a lot of times we think about Facebook communities and it's a little like, oh, what if I say something wrong and I get attacked? Like Facebook tends to be that way, but it's not that way within this group. All of these ladies are so genuinely supportive of each other and kind and want to see others grow and flourish. And we have everything from fun conversations to harder conversations. And we share prayer requests and we talk about nail polish. Like we do all the gamut of things in this group and we would just really love to have you there. So again, you can join us at patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. But for right now, let's get moving back with this episode with my friend, Brooke Rasmussen. You've been to just three so vastly different places. I mean, from this like small city in Africa to Europe to the Middle East. Yeah. Like that's, you've really run the gamut. So moving to Israel, how was, you've, you've now done this twice. What, what was that like for you? So it was interesting. Well, and we'd been in Virginia for two years, which I didn't really anticipate how different it would feel to leave again. Yeah. After being home for two years instead of just one. Um, there's a little more settling when yeah. you're in place for two years. And because we had an assignment to DC, we weren't just there for training. Um, we were responsible for finding our own housing. So we'd been renting a townhouse in this great little neighborhood with great neighbors. And, um, and it was hard. My kids liked it there. They were yeah. happy in a good school, um, good friends. So they really didn't want to leave. Um, but they're also really good troopers. They just, yeah. they kind of get that this is this is what we do. So even yeah. though they were sad, we've never had kids really dig in their heels. Even this last move where they were, you know, quite a bit older. Yeah. I've never had a kid be like, you're ruining my life. Um, That's nice. I mean, there's kind of a little bit of moments of that, but not really. They just kind of get that this is, this is what we do. And we talk to them about how deliberate we are about our choices of where we go and stuff. And so they, I think they just respect that me and their dad are doing the best we can to make good decisions. And sure. So it was hard to leave after two years. Um, but I think they were also, I think it really helped that it was somewhere that they were excited to go. Yeah. heard about their whole lives. These other sure. places, like, they didn't know anything about Warsaw, Poland. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they grew up hearing stories about Jesus in Jerusalem their whole lives. And yeah. So they were, they were excited about that. And it was, it was fun to have that be part of our experience that we, that our kids had some knowledge and context to connect things to. Sure. It made it just fun. 
Yeah. Well, and you're going to see things like you got to go to different countries and stuff while you were in Europe and see things in that way. But it's a whole different sort of grounding in history when you're in Jerusalem. I mean, holy moly. It's kind of dizzying. I mean, I feel like, so when we were in um, Poland, you know, there's all that World War II history comes up a lot. It's still there. Yeah. but but things are just older than in the states in general in Europe, right? Like yeah. these buildings are hundreds of years old. Yeah, um, and that's pretty cool. And it feels it, there's just a different feel that comes from knowing that people have been living and working mm-hmm. and raising their families here for hundreds and hundreds of years. But in, in the Middle East, <laughs> people have been living there for thousands and thousands yeah. of years, and it just your sense of history just changes. In fact, I felt like it was kind of dizzying at first. Like I remember, I remember I was really good at keeping a journal my first like month living there. Mm. And I've always kept a journal, but never been awesome about doing it really. Yeah. Every day. Um, And I remember looking at my journal, having written every day for a long time and thinking, well, that's funny. I don't usually do that. I wonder what that's about. And thinking more about it, I think I was just feeling kind of lost in the yeah. way of humanity that I was seeing. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of my little way of saying like, I am here. I am mm-hmm. here. You know, like there's just all these people that have lived and died and lived and died and lived and died for generations in this, on this same dirt that it just felt kind of, I just felt kind of lost that I just needed somehow to say, I am here now. Yeah. And keeping my journal was one way that I found to do that. That's really interesting. I, yeah, because I remember when I was in Russia again, it was that same feeling of like, oh my goodness, these buildings have been here longer than my country has existed. Yeah. So that's weird. And there is more of a, they like, they know their history. Like I went to Volgograd where it was where World War II turned around. And so there is not a person that you could stop on the street who would not know the history of their city. They were so proud of what happened there and the impact they made on World War II. And like, even all those years later, it was still a thing that was very fresh for them. Mm -hmm. And it was just a totally different kind of, it's just totally different in the U S especially on the West coast, because it's like, yeah. we've, our, our state was founded in 1895, you know, like, yeah. there's just not that much as far as like people having like a long standing stake here. Yeah. It's kind of like the difference between like being in your hometown where people have known your parents since they were babies yeah, um, versus, you know, just moving to a new place where nobody has history. It's like the shared history just becomes a fabric that connects people. And in a way that, yeah, I'd never experienced living on the Western side of the United States. Yeah. And then when you're in a place where it's not only that, but it's also like the place where Jesus walked, it's like the grounding for your faith that, that takes us to a whole different level. Yeah. Yeah. Jerusalem, it's pretty wild. (laughs) So culturally for you, how was, how did you feel the differences from where you'd been before? Um, actually, there was a lot of similarities in that um, I was kind of surprised about the similarities, actually. Hmm. So Poland, as much as we loved it, there's um, something about Polish culture, and I think this is similar for probably other parts of Eastern Europe. Maybe you found this in Russia. Um, 
while the people were lovely and we met wonderful people there, if you don't know people, they're very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, what we would consider cold. They don't, they don't make a eye contact or grin at you in the street. The, the checkers at the stores and the grocery stores were notoriously cranky, cranky, cranky. <laughs> <laughs> and like demanding exact change every time and glaring at you like you're just ruining their day for Ugh. making them check out your yeah. food. <laughs> and so um, we'd had that experience in Poland. And I think that really helped me um, just kind of lower my social expectations. Mm. That, um, because because I lived there long enough to know that it's okay. Like, yeah, the checker is going to be cranky. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person or that, yeah. like, there's nothing, no problem to solve here. That's just the way yeah. that operates. Anyway, I found that to be the case living in um, Western Jerusalem, that uh, people were lovely, lovely people. But your social interactions with people that you don't know, like just people at the shops and things, um, were often very cranky. (laughs) (laughs) So interesting. I I don't think I would have expected that. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And, and little things like, um, oh, the way people interact with lines at stores. Oh, it was just really nice that I'd already experienced these really different ways of doing it in these other experiences. So it, it was just easier to roll with it and Mm -hmm. to not linger so long in the, why are you doing it that way? (laughs) Yeah. Better way to do protocol. (laughs) Um, To just get over that faster and be like, oh, that's how they do that here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like, like line culture is a thing that if, like, if you go to England, you can enjoy waiting in your line and people won't cut in front of you. But in many other countries, lines aren't really a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, And people will often do whatever they need to to push in front of you or. Yeah. (laughs) So you can get mad about how impolite and rude they are, or you can realize it's not really a matter of being rude as much as it's just a different way of doing it. Yeah. That's just the way their culture is. Yeah. Yeah, I recently, this is totally different, but I followed a family on Instagram who took a trip to Disney Tokyo Uh and they like, they put their whole trip, like all these little things. And they said that they're like, there's no lines. Like, it's just like, you just go for it. Like if you can be the first one to get up to Pluto to say hi, then good for you. But there's no like. You're trying to like be polite and wait in your line. Then you just stand there all day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you just got to get in there. You got to go see Pluto. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was really interesting. Totally. Like the meat counter. If I want to get my hamburger today, I'm going to have to get up there to the meat counter and ask for my meat. But if I just like stand there waiting for my turn, it will never come. Yeah. Let's just start cutting in front of me. I think that would be really hard for me because for as like, as we were talking about this before, before, like I can be like a pretty bold, like I say what I mean, I, you know, like kind of person, but as far Mm -hmm. as like doing that kind of thing, that would be very hard for me because I don't feel like I'm in control of the situation. And so I would probably never eat meat again. Yeah. (laughs) And you go through things like that. Like there, there was a long time that I did that exact thing. I just didn't go to the meat counter ever. Um, you know, for like a few months and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, okay. guess I, I guess I could. Yeah. At some point, you're just going to have to yeah. get over it. Yeah. Totally. That's so funny. 
right? You guys hear me talk about this website all the time, but I talk about it that often because I legitimately love it. They're one of my favorite sponsors. You guys, it's Plan to Eat because they make my life so much simpler. What is Plan to Eat? Well, it's a meal planning service that you can use online, but they also have a phone app that goes along with it. You just input all of your family's recipes that you already know and love and fit your dietary preferences, and then you drag and drop them onto the day that you want to have them. They've thought of everything with this website, everything from turning entire weeks or months into menu plans that you can just repeat later on so you're saving yourself the work in the future, to even allocating the things that you buy on your shopping list to the store that you most likely buy those products at. It's so smart and so helpful that you can even set it to automatically put what you're eating for the day on your Google calendar. So you can see everything that you're doing in one day all in one place. You guys, it's brilliant and I know it will help you so much. So the good people at Plan to Eat are doing us a special favor and giving you a 60-day free trial to be able to try out this service. 60 days free. They normally only give a 30-day free trial. You don't even have to put in a credit card or anything. You just get to try it for 60 days. Normally, it's a subscription service where you pay $4.95 a month or $39 a year, but you can really sink your teeth into it and find out how much it can change your life by just going to plantoeat.com slash lovely and claiming that 60-day free trial. Again, that's plantoeat.com slash lovely. Give it a try. Put all your recipes in there and you will see, just like me, I've been using it for five years, that it is going to change your life. Again, that's plantoeat.com slash lovely. So were there other things like that for you or was it just kind of like your kids transitioned to school, kind of like they had the other places and... Yeah, I feel like it's almost easier for the kids to transition than it is me. Yeah. Because yeah. they have school, right? So yeah. they have somewhere there. It's like my husband, he's got it way easy. He just shows yeah. up and has to work the next day. Yeah. <laughs> There's a job for him to do and people for him to talk yeah. to about it and an instant network. And my kids have that too at school. And so it's often harder on me. I think that's one thing that I would maybe like if I was having a conversation with someone who is going to pursue a lifestyle like that of going to other countries. Um, it's for most people that I've talked to have had a similar experience. It's more isolating than you think. Yeah, um, It's exciting and cool to see all these new cultures and, and definitely your family goes through some growth as you have so much shared experience together. But for the mom, it's yeah. hard. <laughs> Cause yeah. you, you just, you don't have an instant place. I mean, it's, yeah, just it's not built in for you. Yeah. It, I really have to push myself deliberately to try to make friends and yeah. to, to have a function in my community other than just my family, which is something that I think I really took for granted before, mm-hmm. especially since we went to that African tour first that was so isolating. But um, I just took for granted that ha- always having like people in my church community, people in my um, work and school where, where I had a place. Yeah. But even if I wasn't, even if I wasn't there that much or wasn't doing that much with those people, I still knew that if I wanted to, there yeah. was a spot for me. Yes. And, um, to just have no spot for you is hard. Yeah. Hard. And to have to forge that mm-hmm. in a different culture with, you know, the language and different customs and all of that, and not just have it be kind of a given. I can see how that would be like, where the most on you. Yeah, it does. 
but it also sets you up for some really amazing friendships with other, um, like when I found other Americans to be friends with, mm. um, barely Americans, but um, just other expats, people that were there from other countries also. Yeah. Um, just really, really fun, fast, just like deep, fast kind of friendship. Yeah. Um, I bet. You're both, you're both so lonely that it's yeah. like, friend. <laughs> yeah. I will cling to you. Well, and you have, yeah. And you have a shared experience that very few other people can relate to. Yeah. And that's what I found when I came back to Virginia for the first time after our Africa tour. And we were put up in this apartment complex where lots of other State Department families were also. And I went, I took the kids down to the pool for the first time. And there was just a bunch of moms chatting around the pool while the kids were playing. And everybody was talking about their last tour and what it was like and where they're going next. And I totally walked away from that pool just crying, just tears streaming down my face, but like happy tears of yeah. feeling like, oh, they get it. They yeah. get me. And I'm not as alone as I thought I was. And yeah, there's, yeah. there's a real bond. Oh, I bet. Did you keep in touch with some of those people as then you moved on to your next tour? Some of them. Did that help? At all. I feel like um, it's you kind of have both dynamics going on at the same time and that like there's some friends that were super amazing friendships and we've kept in touch and we'll keep in touch forever. Um, but then there's also this sense of you just get really good at saying hello and goodbye. Mm. So you just kind of learn to let, let relationships be what they are in the moment. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like I just have less of a clinging to, yeah keep in touch because we just, because we all are moving around so much. We all just kind of have this shared understanding of we're here for each other when we're here. Yeah. And when we're somewhere else, there'll be somewhere, someone else for us. That yeah. Just kind of, God puts people in your path when you need them and you don't need to, you don't need to try to control that mm -hmm. and orchestrate it. You can just enjoy people and say goodbye without it being like a sad yeah, no, I, we've had a lot of episodes on the show about friendship specifically and women's friendships. And a lot of it has been that acknowledgement that some friendships are just for a season and like, that's okay. It doesn't yeah. have to be a big negative thing. You know, it doesn't it, mean you're a bad friend if you don't keep in touch. Sometimes yeah. you keep in touch and sometimes you don't. And yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 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 And the, and sometimes those friends, like I specifically have a friend right now, it's like, we live across the country from each other. We don't talk super often, but man, when I have something big going on, she's like, I'll be there, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's so powerful to be like, well, we haven't really even been able to keep in touch much, but when it, you know, the rubber meets the road, she's got my back, yeah. you know, yeah. which is always nice. Okay. So you went through it. How long were you in Israel? Two years. Okay. So they're all two years. So then you're back now. Pretty recent thing. Yes, we're back. We chose to resign and we came back to my hometown and here we are trying to yeah. build a life. Yeah. <laughs> and so how long have you been back now? Um, so I left, I left Jerusalem in the beginning of, you know, at the end of June. Okay. Um, but then my husband stayed for a couple months after that, um, finishing out his work, getting things set up for the next person behind him. So he joined us in the end of July or August. 
Okay. It was like six weeks, I guess, between when I left and he joined us. Okay. So you've been back for a little chunk of time now mm-hmm. enough where you've rented a place and, and we actually, I didn't even realize that Brooke was back. And then I, well, I had seen you post pictures like at the library. I was like, oh, that looks like our library. You must just be back visiting or something. I didn't realize you were like back, back. And then we ran into each other at our, my son and your son's middle school, like orientation. I was like, hey, what are you doing here? All the way across town from where we had gone to high school, like a totally different area. And so it was just fun to to kind of get to reconnect again. So how is the transition back to Washington going? Great. It really is. Um, Honestly, about every other day, my husband and I kind of look at each other and are like, this just feels so good. Um, We just, we feel really good about the decision. Um, We really see our family blossoming in all the ways that we had hoped that we would. Um, We really wanted to experience, we wanted to experience just really getting up to our elbows deep in a community. And um, I mean, we've got all these kids, our oldest is starting high school and we just wanted them to be able to go through school with teachers saying, Oh, I had your older brother. Yeah. I had your sister and um, there's another Rasmussen kid. And that happens when you live in a place for longer than two years. Yeah. Um, and we have a great church community that's been so helpful. We have great next door neighbors. It just so happened to have kids similar ages. Nice. Um, we're loving that, um, we're able to give our kids some of that independence that I talked about that we Mm. usually miss so much moving back to the States because we live in this great neighborhood, really close to the schools. Yeah. Our kids walk and bike to school. And, uh, so that's been neat that they, yeah. I think they've been pleasantly surprised with that, that they were kind of anticipating not. Yeah. Being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially a place like this and especially the area of town that you're in versus Washington, D.C. That's <laughs> like yeah. a very different thing. Yeah. It's been fun to have them be able to experience my hometown and yeah. Yeah. And another big piece of coming back was we really wanted to, um, to to experience a little deeper relationships with our extended family. And yeah. Our kids be able to bond with their grandparents while their grandparents were still healthy. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, life doesn't last forever. And you kind of got windows of time. Yeah. Capitalize on on that. And, and that's been fun. I, it's a totally different grandparent-grandchild relationship when you can see each other regularly. Yeah. We come once a year and descend on your house for two weeks straight, you know. Yeah. Like, it's just totally different. Yep. And I feel like, I feel like my, my parents are doing it different and my kids are doing it different and that they're just excited to see each other and extra, I don't know, it's yeah. just better to watch that unfold. Yeah. Ladies, I know that a lot of you, like myself, own your own small businesses and you can never underestimate the importance of feeling professional, polished and prepared when it counts which is often right now, when you least expect it, you need to be able to have that business card on hand to hand out to somebody. For small business owners, being plugged in and prepared when an opportunity comes up is crucial. Those moments happen all the time. They're happening now. And having a business card that shows just how professional you are, right on hand in your purse, ready to hand out, is the first step to making something happen. Your next big opportunity is coming right now and Vistaprint is here to help you own the now with free shipping on any business card in any quantity. 
Choose whatever style, finish, shape, or paper you like and get free shipping. And because you can pick the colors, fonts, designs, and images, it means you can create something as unique and compelling as your business. Ready to get started on your business card? It's easy. Plug your information and logo into hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own original layout. Pick the paper, stock, style, and quantity that's right for you. You can even upgrade to a unique touch like rounded corners. Order and receive your cards with free economy shipping. And as if you needed any more reasons to choose Vistaprint, you can also feel good knowing that Vistaprint uses only carefully selected inks and responsibly sourced paper stocks. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed, or your money back. They'll make it right. Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why my listeners will get free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity. Just go to vistaprint.com and enter promo code LOVELY for free shipping on all business cards. Any style, any quantity. Limited time offer. Own the now at vistaprint.com, promo code LOVELY. You support our show when you support our sponsors. In a different way. I mean, like we lived with my parents for... I mean, basically a year and a half in their house for 10 months, but then at their house every day for another eight. And Uh now it's been six months since we were doing that. And it's like that transitioning back to, oh, they just get to be grandparents again. (laughs) Like they can just be excited to see them when they do see them, but it's not like they're, they don't have to be a part of the daily fabric that's more stressful. Yeah. yeah. And we'd often have that dynamic with my parents because like I said, I'd come yeah. home and have babies. And yeah. so I'd, stay, I'd stay with my parents for a few months when I had a baby and yeah, that was lovely. And I'm so grateful that we had that to um, come home to them and they were yeah. so great about it, but it's different. Yeah. It's different when, when grandparents are in a little more of a parental position. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a relief, I think, on everybody when it doesn't have to be that mm-hmm. way. It's just more enjoyable all the way around. Yeah. And yeah. even like my sisters, and so I have sisters and one brother, but um, to just be able to say like this weekend, I'm going to Seattle and I could call up my sister in Portland and say, <sighs> hey, come meet me in Seattle for the weekend. And she's going to, and I'm so excited Aww. that I'm going to go do this training thing that I'm interested in and she's going to meet me and we're going to that's so fun. Just a fun weekend in Seattle together. And that's exactly the kind of thing that we, we just really felt like was missing in our life. We just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so do you think, especially for you, it's felt a little bit like just kind of letting to, you know, let your guard down and catch your breath a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Well, especially (laughs) it took our stuff a while to follow us. We finally got that. Oh, good. We've got a couch again now. Yay! Really letting it down. Yeah. <laughs> on our couch. In a couple that's months, so nice. it's just some chairs. Yeah, I know. That's the way it was when I was there. It's like, wow, guys, <laughs> really living it up in the lap of luxury here. <laughs> so, they, yeah, that's definitely got to feel nice to finally, like, really be able to to settle in. and Yeah, and to wow. just relax that we're really here. Like, yeah. it's, it's funny how long it's taken to sink in that we really did this. We really yeah. job switched, and we really are in this new place, and this is it. We're yeah. We had envisioned, because we'd been talking about it a lot for a long time, and it's just kind of yeah. wild to see something that you think about and plan for actually happen. Yeah. Well, and you're not waiting for that next transition. Yeah, that's another big change and something that we kind of struggled with um, in our past 
life <laughs> when yeah. you were doing our career with the State Department that you were always looking forward to the next move. And yeah. it's really hard to stay present because you're, yeah. you're, you're just always really on a countdown. Easily, yeah. You can really easily just get to where you're just waiting things out because it'll mm-hmm. probably be better at the next place. And it's not a way to live a life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to it's a totally different thing, but even with my last couple of years, there's been that constant, like, well, at some point this is all going to change. And like, and then it's like, that's when we'll get back to real life. You know, how do you do life in the meantime? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, I feel like I could ask you questions about this for, for hours, but I should probably rein it in here because people are going to be like, Oh my goodness, this is the longest episode ever. But I just find it so interesting. And it's such a, and you kind of mentioned to me the last time that I saw you, it was like, not everyone wants to hear about it, which just baffles me because I'm like, why wouldn't you want to hear about it? It's all so interesting, but I'm so glad to be able to have you on the show because I think there's a lot more people like me than the ones who are like, whatever. So I think, I I guess they can just stop it if they don't want to listen. Exactly. I have a feeling there'll be high downloads on this episode though. So totally transitioning to our ending stuff here. What does a typical day look like for you now? Oh, okay. So right now life is a little interesting because my husband's still career transitioning, Mm -hmm. which is a euphemism for he's unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) So it's different because I've got him home with me, which we have never really done this before. But um, so a typical day now starts early because my son does um, early morning um, Bible study before school. So, um, and my husband is a backup teacher for that class. So he teaches like 30% of the time. There's another teacher that usually does it. But so my husband will get up with my big kid, my um, 14 year old and take him to his Bible study. Um, And sometimes he teaches, sometimes he doesn't. And then I'm usually waking up when they get back from that. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't have to be awake, heaven's sake. Yeah. My goodness. (laughs) Um, And then all my little kids are getting up and we're doing our breakfast thing and taking them to the bus stop. Um, And we've lately gotten into a groove of running, which is something that I've never done before. Yeah. Go you. Never would call myself a runner. Um, it's an interesting time of year, especially with this early winter we're oh having. <laughs> it up. Yeah, I haven't actually run for the last couple of days, <laughs> to be honest. Before the snow came, I was doing pretty good. Um, my husband and I would often, will often run together right after we'd take the little kids to the bus stop, our elementary kids. And our middle, middle schooler nice. takes himself on his bike and uh, while we're on our run with the babies in the stroller. So we do our run. And then then my husband descends to our basement where he (laughs) works on his projects and his job hunting. And I do my hanging out with my kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not just hanging out, teaching good things, building relationships with our friends and things and play groups. We're doing joy school with my four-year-old. Fun. And everybody... Then everybody starts trickling in from all their yeah. schools. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the other thing unique lately is that um, 
it's cross country season, which is mm-hmm. a real thing out here. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's our first year participating in this and it's, yep, it's a thing. I did not know about this world of cross country. <laughs> right? We were choir kids. Right? <laughs> not our life. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But so I've got my high schoolers doing cross country, my middle schoolers doing cross country, and here even the elementary school does it. So my little kids, well, some, they like three days a week, they go before school and they'll do some running before school starts, which I think is an awesome idea. What, how great for elementary school kids to just run for half Yes. Yeah. I know we have ours after school and they'll say like, okay, go run a lap. And then you'll see like the leaders and they're like, go run another lap. Like <laughs> you haven't gotten enough of your wiggles out to listen to actually what's going on here. So just keep running until we just run, <laughs> run until I tell you to stop. How about yes. <laughs> yeah. The other day, my, my one daughter who was like so excited about doing it this year and she kind of was like, yeah, so I'm not sure cross country is my thing. Yeah, right. I was like, well, that is totally fine. Cause I got roped into helping with it this year, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good not doing this next year, <laughs> but you know, you'll never know that you didn't like it unless you tried it. So totally. and yep. we are trying to really make that a motto for right now for this big transition for our yeah. family. It is all about trying new things. So here I am talking on a podcast, never done that yes, before. Yes, go you. <laughs> trying that. Um, but my husband's got his fingers in a lot of new projects. I'm going to try, I'm doing this training in Seattle that I mentioned before to, to teach um, workshops on marriage and parenting. And oh, cool. Anyway, we've all, and so my little kids are trying the running and we're trying to just really let that kind of ride that momentum as a whole family that we're all just trying new things. This yeah. And there's different opportunities here than other places we've been. And so let's yeah. try these opportunities and see how yeah. they fit. Well, and if you've got the chance, I mean, what a, a unique opportunity for everybody to just be like, okay, we're just going to reassess and try stuff and figure out like what's going to work and what we enjoy. That's got to feel exciting and freeing. Yeah. We found that it's the most exciting when we're growing with our kids. Yeah. When we got to Jerusalem, I still think like one of the most powerful, just little family moments we had was right before their kids were starting school and they were nervous about it. Like the night before kind of a thing. My husband sat down with them. I was there too, but Scott started talking saying, um, I'm really nervous about using my Arabic that I've been working on all year and I have to go to work tomorrow and I know I'm going to need to use it and I'm really nervous about it. And, but I've, I have decided that this is a growth opportunity for me and I just try to envision myself doing good with it, you know, a couple months down the road. And that gets me through having to show up tomorrow morning and just the look on my kids' faces as my husband talked to him about something he was concerned about, he was vulnerable in, Yeah, that they were just so there with him, so connecting. Like, we're scared to go to school tomorrow too, and you're scared yeah. to go to work, and we can do this together. And and yeah. I think they're kind of seeing that at this stage where we're in this trying new things thing, and um, they've seen both Scott and I try some things that we're excited about and try other things that we were excited about and then decided not so much. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's been good for them to see that you can try things without having to be married to them forever. And as they see us go through the process, it gives them courage to, I can try this. And if I don't like it, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. 
I love that. Yeah. It's we're, we're doing that same thing. It's like, okay, you just got to find your fit. And I think that's, that's really you powerful. Until you try. Yeah, exactly. Ladies, we all know by now that living healthy is more than just what we're eating, right? It's about ridding potentially harmful chemicals wherever we can from the soaps and detergents we use to the cloth we use to wash our face. But sometimes this can sound a little bit daunting, so let me introduce you to Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all-natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green. Every Grove product is guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. I personally love Grove. I have a subscription that I paid for with them because I love their products so much. I love everything from being able to buy from the companies that I was already familiar with and love, like Mrs. Meyer and Yes too, to being able to get the actual products that Grove produces themselves. I love their little dish scrubber spring-loaded dish that automatically puts the soap into my dish scrubber. I love their cleaning gloves and their exclusive Mrs. Meyer scents that they come out with. And I really love being able to buy a lot of my beauty products right from them. Things like the Yes Too Cucumbers Under Eye Cream, I absolutely adore. I use it every single morning to help get rid of puffiness. And even our Hello Toothpaste I always get from them. I love being able to get everything in one place without having to shop multiple stores and it's all delivered right to my door which is one of the absolute best parts. Their site is easy to use and they offer recurring shipments which allow me to never have to worry about running out of things and having to take a sudden trip to the store. I trust Grove to only recommend the best and I love that they always have my back and they'll always have yours too. Join over half a million families who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus shipping is fast and free on your first order. For a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.co slash lovely, they will get a free five-piece fall gift set from Mrs. Myers and Grove, free shipping, and a free 60-day VIP trial. For a limited time only, you can choose from best-selling fall scents like apple cider, acorn spice, mum, and pumpkin spice that are exclusively sold at Grove. I love these scents. I have all of them now. Go to grove.co slash lovely to get this exclusive offer. Grove.co slash lovely. Okay. So how are you, you might've kind of already answered this, but how are you currently cultivating loveliness in your life? Oh, I think that this, this new running thing that I mentioned before, that's what I was wondering. It's been that for me, like, okay. So I never used to like to run because I connected it with all these ideas about like, the only reason you would run is if you were trying to lose weight or if you were you're being chased that's the only reason I would want (laughs) totally yeah but here in this new neighborhood there's all these beautiful jogging trails yeah and so I just I started just going on walks and then just kind of thinking I bet it would kind of feel good to kind of get my heart pumping for a little bit so I just started running and I kind of just let myself say I'm just gonna run until I don't feel like running anymore (laughs) <laughs> and then I stop and I walk, which sounds like obvious, but it wasn't obvious in that I always connected running with it had to be like, you were trying to best your time and get faster yeah. train and push yourself. And that just, I just didn't want that, you know, a different yeah. phase in my life. Maybe that would be appealing, but it just wasn't appealing right now. Yeah. And so to like break that and say, oh, maybe I could do it, but not think about it that way. Maybe I could do it because I like the way it feels when my heart pumps and when I start to feel a little sweaty. And I like the way it feels when fresh air is coming in and out of my lungs. And I really enjoy being outside and seeing 
the beautiful views around me and mm-hmm. see adorable little houses in this neighborhood that are so cute. So, and I started doing it for those reasons. Mm-hmm. And it just opened up this whole vista of a way of, I don't know, connecting with my body, having some me time, also getting stronger in the process. And so like the other day I went for a run and I decided this time I'm not going to stop and walk like I told you. (laughs) But this time I'm I'm not going to go like crazy push myself, but I'm just going to try to not stop running. If I want to stop, I'm just going to slow down and just see how far I go. Yeah. And so I went on this path, this route that I knew would be about three miles because my son had been using it to train for cross country. Okay. But I did not anticipate going the whole thing. And I did. I ran all the way, the huge loop, the three miles back to my house. And I would never think of myself as someone that would run three miles straight and think nothing of it. But I did. I ran the whole way. That's amazing. When I got home, I didn't even feel like I wanted to die. (laughs) That's even more amazing. I felt good. Yeah. And that that much growth can come just from letting myself enjoy a new habit. Yeah. Not not pushing myself to, I mean, there's a time and place for that too. I don't want to. Yeah. Put that down, but but just enjoying a new habit could still could bring that much growth. That yeah, yeah, my body was healthier and stronger for it. Well, so. I think there's something about it, kind of like at the age we are too, of like figuring out like what does what does fitness look like for me yeah. at this age. It's it's different than what a lot of people are trying to do in their twenties, and you know, like it's mm-hmm. more just because you want to be healthy and that kind of thing. And you know, I've only had a couple of experiences with running. One was like in college where, oh, everybody in my dorm runs. So yeah, I'll become a runner. And I literally Mm -hmm. ran out the front door of my dorm, around the back door and back in. It's like, never mind. (laughs) This is not my thing. (laughs) Not my thing. And then one other time, my mom and I, we would like go for walks in the morning. And then we got like almost home. We only had like a block left. We're like, well, should we just like try running? Can we do this? And so we started to run and we both saw what the other one looked like running and we both started (laughs) laughing at each other and we got about a half a block before we were just laughing so hard at the really bad form that each of us had. We're like, yep, nope. The, nope, not going to do that I one again. ever say, remember that one time when we ran? Yep. Oh, <laughs> you know? oh yes, we do. <laughs> so we realized, you know, we're more yoga people. Like I, that I can do that. You know, I can wrong with that? do yoga. Yeah. Totally. But it's like finding what, what you are comfortable with and what you want to mm-hmm. do. And like you were saying, appreciating the beauty around it. And I love that. That's so refreshing. <laughs> Okay. Well, the way that I'm currently cultivating loveliness, I wish I had like something (laughs) profound, but I am at at the time of recording this, we have a week and a half until trial for the divorce. And I'm literally like in survival mode. So it's like, don't don't try to even think about feeling anything. (laughs) Like don't think about what could happen. It's just kind of like, I'm I'm trying to distract myself at every turn. So I've been reading a lot of really dumb fiction and <laughs> listening to a lot of podcasts that are like purely for entertainment value. I've spent a lot of time in the car. And so it's like doing my best to not think too deeply about anything unless it's something where I have to, I have to like 
drill deeply to try to remember things that have to be talked about in trial. But mm-hmm. I do that for just like a really limited <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, got to check out because it's like, I, I have to survive. If I think too hard about anything, then I'll crumble. And mm-hmm. so I can't. So I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And time and place for all these things. Yeah. You, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yep. So that's, that's yeah. what I'm doing. That's how I'm cultivating loveliness right yeah. now. All right. Are you ready for my stock questions? Sure. All right. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Essential oils. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? I enjoy a good cloth napkin. I you know, can't I, it say always... that I use them all the time, but when okay. I do, it's like, this is yeah. nice. Feels yes. <laughs> and I feel like every mom I have on here who has a ton of kids, that's usually the response. They say cloth and I'm always amazed. So <laughs> go you. Don't ask me when the last time I... Yes, but they are enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. City or country? Uh, so this is tricky because I'm yeah. experiencing... I thought I was country. Mm-hmm. Moving back to the States and buying rurally, but then we decided urban. So we are loving, loving our neighborhood in the city. There's really something about it. I'll always be a country girl at heart. My parents, Bridge. Yeah. I'll always love that. Yeah. I remember. My family right now, we're loving the city. Well, and when you came back, it must have been after you were in Africa. I remember you Mm -hmm. bringing me zucchini. Oh, yeah. We like, we went to a park and then you brought me zucchini. I was like, oh my gosh, I love Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Paper or digital? Mm, for books, paper. Okay. For Shaf- flyers, digital. Yeah. Yes. Yes. does it. Oh, like, that thing is amazing this year. Totally. I love that my, that spot on yes. your countertop that always yes. flyers. It's just not. Yes. It <laughs> is significantly smaller this year and I am so excited about it. And then when I need to go back and look at something that I'm like, I can't remember what that was about. I can yeah. always find it. Search it's it in your amazing. Mail. Yes. Totally. When it comes to a book, I want to hold it in my hands. All right. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? Ooh. Okay. So this relates to my past life of living overseas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You learn how much you buy just because it's there when you don't have it there. Like, yeah, I didn't have a target to go into and accidentally yes. <laughs> my cart that I actually need. Yeah. So we just would buy order things online because one of the benefits of working with the government is that you get mail to come. So we always got Amazon able to ship to us. Nice. So you get, I got really good at when you need something, you just buy that one thing that you need. And then yeah. you don't have all these other things that just get into your cart. It's so true. I do enjoy me a good target run. Now that I'm in the States. Now so. you're like, oh, oh I missed you target. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But as far as like my MO, I think I am an online shopper. Okay. Gets it done. Yes. And you don't have to haul lots of children with you. I don't have to haul children and I can just get what I need and yes. not be distracted. Yeah. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Mm, Podcast. And what are some of your favorite podcasts? Mm, I'm really digging Jordan B. Peterson. Have you gotten into him yet? I have not. Check him out. Okay. (laughs) 
uh, interesting long form lectures. Like he's a okay. university professor that um, gets into some deep thinking stuff that I just love. Like I just love that feeling of other people's ideas just soaking in, merging with yeah. my ideas. And then my, then my poor husband comes in from work and yeah. I have to tell you all these yes. things. Like have like a bite of dinner first. Yeah. He's like, we're back in the States. Get some friends. <laughs> right, totally. Oh. <laughs> I thought we talked about this podcast problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. For oh, sure. Dark. Amen. Yes. Okay. Sports or no sports? Uh, no sports. Okay. <laughs> our children yeah. seem to be taking some on, but at our core. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially like when it comes to watching sports, if my kid isn't in it, I got no attention. Yes. Yes. I hear you. And even I feel so bad, but even like if he's not on the court, like it's his game, but he's not on the court. Like I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Our first date, my husband and I, we were at a basketball game, which I never, I mean, high school, college, I only went for social reasons. Yeah. I don't know the rules of the stupid game. Yeah. And at one point I said to him something along the lines of, I just don't get it. If they want the ball so bad, why don't they just ask for it? <laughs> and that has like become part of our family folklore. That's so funny. <laughs> On our first date, you know what mom said to me? Yeah. If they want the ball so bad, why don't they ask for it? And my boys are just like, mom. <laughs> like she wanted to turn the sport into a philosophical discussion. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Oh, I thought these were easy questions. <laughs> I know. This is always the one that stumps people. Uh, you know a movie I really love? I don't know if I would call it my favorite or not, but I'll just go with this one. Okay. Lars and the Real Girl. You know that one with Ryan Gosling before he got really big? I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've, I've, I remember okay, seeing so the cover. You already said that you're watching a lot of Yes, dumb it. TV. <laughs> if you're looking for entertainment, you gotta watch this, Kenzie. Okay, it's a good remember. one. All right, I think it's like quirky and and light, but also there's some really deep themes there about community and mental health and family. All right, so, I will put it on my list for sure. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, so there's that. Sweet. Yes, <laughs> it's helpful. Okay, if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, <laughs> where would you be on the spectrum? I think I'd probably tip that way, but not that far. So probably like a six. Okay. Maybe All a right. seven. Depends right. on who I'm with. Yes. <laughs> And how you like, how you compare yourself to other people within the crunchiness spectrum, I find yeah. has a big influence on it. But I could, yeah. I could see you tip in that direction. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I kind I guess I could say typically you kind of have to know me for a while before I let you know how crunchy my roots are. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if you're going to think I'm crazy or not before I tell you about the quinoa I put in the cookies and whatever. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Before you show up at somebody's door with zucchini. Yeah. 
I love it. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on. It was such a fun discussion. I love getting to hear more about your adventures around the world for the past decade. Ah, that makes us feel old. Don't do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We we are getting older though. It's it's a we thing. Yeah, it's true. I'll own it. Yes, I went decade. back. I went back to our school for like the. Tw- I'm gonna I'm gonna make this podcast even longer, you guys. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I went back to our school a couple years ago because our choir teacher was retiring, and so it was like 20 years from when the school had opened. And man, oh gosh, that's that was an eye opener because when we went there, it was brand new. Everything was brand new, and now there's like stains and dents in the walls, and like they're big. Yes, yeah. (laughs) It was so bizarre to just be like, wait a minute. The last time I left, this place was pristine. Like, what have you people done to it? Yeah, what have you done? Yeah, you've ruined it. Well, I guess it is a high school. I know. Like, oh, those disrespectful teens. But yeah, it was just very odd to go back to. So anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so fun to get to fun. Yeah. 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 Yes. (laughs) Just go out for coffee. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, bye bye. Right, ladies, that's it for this episode with Brooke. Like I said, it was part two of a two-part episode. So make sure that you caught that first episode, 137. You're going to want to hear the beginning and all the fun stories about Africa and all of that. But if you would like the show notes for this episode, you can go to boldturquoise.com slash 138. Pretty soon, we are actually going to be making some changes to the website, but for right now, that's still where you can find everything. You can also just swipe up in whatever podcasting app that you are listening on and usually be able to find the show notes there as well. So be sure that you check that if you're just wanting a quick and easy way to be able to find links to the things that we've talked about. Also, while you're messing around on the app and looking at the show notes, you might as well leave a little rating and review in iTunes, right? You can just leave something quick, a little five-star review and one sentence about why you like the show, and it then helps to try trigger iTunes to realize that people are listening and other people might want to too. And so they recommend the show to other people when you guys are engaging with it on iTunes. So I so appreciate those of you who have done that and who are about to. Again, if you'd like to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. And if you would like to connect with me on Instagram, you can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, go be bold and gracious.